there. You're listening to a podcast. And the cool thing about this podcast is it really has nothing to do with coffee. It's just one of the only things I had to film in slow motion in my apartment. And now I'm kind of just stalling until this scene. This is me drinking crappy coffee and then saying, Help me out here. That's live. That's live. Audio's rolling. Cool. I think we're good. All right. The Help Me Out Here podcast brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water. <laughs> Cheers to that. Do you want to rip off the labels or do you not care? No, I don't care. Okay. I'm already sponsored by them, so. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode number three. Help me out here. Help me out here. <laughs> Help me out here. We have a guest today. We do. It's Zachary Thayer. What's um, up, buddy? This is really cool because he was the first person who left a voice message, right. and we played it, and I was like, I'm I'm excited to play the first voice message by Zach Thayer, and now he's at my house. Yep. Now you're the first guest. In person. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about, let's tell them, like why you're here like how why i'm happened. here so this weekend came about originally with you evan hart andrew cruz and jesse friday mm-hmm. sometime around this year you guys hung out in kansas city most of you guys were already living there and andrew just flew in you had an epic bro weekend mm-hmm. and then now now you guys are all living all over the country all four of you live in a different state yeah that's crazy but you made plans to come here and i found out about it and I invited myself. <laughs> I'm really glad you up. did. Because <laughs> I I felt weird about it because, you know, I know, like, we're all close friends. But, I mean, there's people that you're closer to than others. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just a thing that's life. Like, I'm closer to Riley Anderson than you are. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, that's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. So, I didn't want to, like impose myself onto like this bro weekend but you're like no come on over yeah down it's it's working out really well because it it just started as us four guys like because we're really tight we have like a group text we're we've just always been really close Mm -hmm. and now like jesse's married andrew's engaged and it kind of feels like we're spreading out a little bit and it's making me sad Mm -hmm. but i feel like this trip is kind of like bringing new life into that and something you and i were talking about yesterday was like making an annual weekend where it's like no matter what we're there right together and i feel like this is kind of the beginning of that and i wouldn't have like thought of it that way unless you would have come right and i i invited myself and i just when you said like oh yeah we did this kind of last year i'm like you could make it a regular thing now there might be years where someone can't show up and it'll be tempting to want to be mad at them but i mean we can show grace if they're intentional about it but i mean if you consistently make it and make an effort to okay we're blocking out a weekend in january you know no freelance work yeah no other obligations like we're hanging out sometime here even if it's just a one day thing meeting up in a city and just hanging out make it happen yeah because we were talking about this idea last night off mic and now we're here and we're in a season of our life right now where we all went to college together for four ish years. We got super close. We were really 
meaningful in each other's lives because we saw each other every day. We saw each other's best. We have seen each other's worst. <laughs> and for better or for worse, we are the people we are today because of the people that we're hanging out with. Absolutely. Right. This weekend. And then we graduate and we spread all over the country. And unless we're intentional about keeping in touch, it's not going to happen. I agree. And that was, that's been a skill that I've been learning how to develop because in college you really didn't have to be intentional. You're just right across the hall. Right. right? I mean, just poke my head in and you're playing halo. Hey, what's up? And then I just sit down. If I'm do, if I had homework I need to do, I, just whip out my laptop and you know just we could just be in each other's presence and be fine but now it's like okay we need to text somewhat often and i hate texting i i can't <laughs> i can't have a conversation over text you're very like to the point right it's, I am. Like, <laughs> it's cool though because texting can just be like a tool right it's like when are you getting here Tech, like, yeah it. texting okay. for me is Hey, let's hang out. Okay. Are you free this Saturday? Yes. Okay, cool. See you then. <laughs> you know, like that's most of my conversations, just quick two questions back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, I I try to FaceTime. I've on and off FaceTime with somebody from college either once a week, definitely once a month since graduation. And, but FaceTiming, I've realized, especially this year, that's not enough that I really desire the in-person hangouts. I mean, some of my favorite memories, like my favorite memory with you, Zach, isn't even a college memory. It was me hanging out with you and Earth Groans when you attempted to do a show at Moline <laughs> and it got canceled, but we just hung out the whole day. We watched Spider-Man, we ate Taco Bell and we yeah. tried to shoot off fireworks. Like that is one of my favorite memories with you and that was outside of college yeah that was so random i didn't know that was your favorite memory yeah, that's, that's awesome. that's probably my favorite fun memory of you yeah it was just funny we were sitting outside that venue waiting for the show to happen and then the city closes the <laughs> venue down while we're there while we're there we we like went and got food watched spider-man mm -hmm. and then didn't we have like a bunch of bottle rockets and we like lit them off by an old train yeah we shot them off so you had you guys have bottle rockets in your van and then <laughs> Jeremy made a sparkler bomb that failed to go off. And dude, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was sketched out by that because, you know, okay, so you make this bomb. That's what it is. It's a bomb. It is. It could blow up your hand. Yeah. If, it, if you held it and lit it, like you would have permanent damage. Yeah. We would need to go to the hospital. And then he lights it and it doesn't go off. And so now you're in this dilemma of, do I go up to it and try to mess with it or do I just leave it there? Because you don't want to go up and try to light it again or mess with it in case it's a delayed thing, you know? Yeah. So I don't even know what we did. But I think we just left. We just left. We're like, well, there's that. And so now there's a bunch of explosives by a railroad track in Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's crazy. Okay, so I want to talk about like how you're so good at being intentional with friendship and stuff. But before that, okay. let's just like, I want to tell them who you are. Okay. So my name is Zachary Thayer. I'm a storyteller from Illinois. <laughs> and my goal in life is to tell great stories while helping people with their stories. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do in the world is my favorite two things to do in the whole wide world are telling stories either through video or writing or podcasting or public speaking 
or talking to people about life and being like, Hey, how can I help you with where you are? Yeah. You know, whether it's one of my friends or a family members or someone I didn't know. And it's not because I'm an expert or it's not like life coaching. It's just living life together and being like, Hey, tell me about what you're dealing with or tell me about your dreams or tell me about the romantic relationship you're in, you know, where are you at with life or with God? And let's just talk about it. And yeah, you know, I'll give you advice based off my own experience or what I have come to believe to be true. But whether we agree or disagree, I mean, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So in, in the ways you're doing that right now, you're, you're doing, well, you started like doing freelance, right? So, well, so Kind of the way I break it down is, have you? do you know who Brad Lominick is? Sure don't. He is the founder of Catalyst Conference. Okay, I've and heard of it's, that. It's a big Christian leadership conference thing. And he is no longer with them. He stepped back to pursue something else. But he breaks down people in the three areas. You have your identity, which is who you are. That does not change. So, like, for me, my identity is, like, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And then my calling is to be a storyteller who helps others with their stories. And then the way I express that calling is through my assignments. And you will have, you have one calling that you develop over time as you figure it out, but you'll have multiple assignments throughout your life. So my assignments right now are friend, son, brother, creative arts coordinator for the Illinois district council of the assemblies of God. <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy mouthful. That's my main <laughs> full-time job. And then I'm a freelance filmmaker mainly with weddings. I've done other stuff too, since I've dabbled with freelance since 2016. And then I'm a online creator trying to build an audience. I'm still, I would still consider myself in the infant stage of that. You know, I only have, a little over a thousand followers on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube each. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm trying to, I have an idea of where I want to go and it's just figuring out how to make that happen. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, we are both in the hardest stage of building an audience, (laughs) which is the first 10,000 starting. Right. (laughs) It's like, you just, it's like you're making an infinite amount of content and like few people watch. Right. You have those couple people people that really like it. Mm-hmm. but that like that keeps me going right. when i get the same people that comment every video right. or same people that like every post that you yeah. make it's like dude okay you're true fans <laughs> you're keeping me alive right now it makes it worth it right um that's really cool so you're doing like you still do some freelance with like weddings mm-hmm. and videos here and there and then your job with the assemblies of god explain that a little explain bit Explain that job so in the summer, I'll explain how I got it, how it came to be. So I am a licensed minister with the Assemblies of God, which is the largest Pentecostal denomination in the world. And it's, I mean, we have adherents all over the world. You know, it's one of the fastest growing denominations right now. God bless. And yeah, I mean, you know, whatever helps build God's kingdom. I mean, <laughs> you know, let's be real. You know, we're trying to do what we can to make it make this place we live in better yeah and so i've been a minister in that i was serving part-time at a church just making a little bit of money as i was doing freelancing and as i was doing freelance weddings i would have other churches in illinois my district 
hire me out for the weekend and do videos for them. And so I started getting a little bit of a identity in my community as like, hey, this is Zach. He does freelance videos and he's really good. And so then the main central offices of our district hired me to do a highlight video for their biggest event of the year and then their camps that summer. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that summer, you know, it was multiple projects with them and then they pulled me into a job interview that I didn't know was a job interview until <laughs> I sat down. The guy shut the door. He's like, all right, so this is a job interview. <laughs> Shoot. Shout out to Paul Heinzman, greatest boss ever. And he asked me a few questions about my life because he was like, look, we want you to be our social media content and video creator. We want you to be our storyteller. Like he was using my language that I had been using the entire year 2018 when I figured out that storytelling was my thing. So like, did you feel like that was like a clicking moment? Yes. That like, this is, I didn't know what, I didn't know this was what I was looking for until it presented itself in front of me. Okay. And I, he asked me a few questions about me personally, just basically seeing if I was ready for this, mm -hmm. if I was mature enough. And then he was like, all right, let's do it. It's a brand new position. You know, there was no established okay, this is what the creative arts coordinator does. I've been really, I've really been able to make it what I want. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, as long as you're producing results for us, you know, we're not, they're not, they give me projects, but they don't micromanage me. And I've been in a position with my boss, Paul, to really cast a vision like, all right, this is what the media of the Illinois Assemblies of God should be like. This is the direction we're going in. You know, we've been, they, crazy. they went from nothing. They, they had social media accounts, but they were used far, few and far between. Mm -hmm. And now since October, I've been daily posting on all those platforms. Wow. <laughs> you know, just. That's a massive change. Yes. Yeah, so they went from zero to really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like overnight, basically. That's cool though. I mean, that's cool. They're up to date with all that now mm -hmm. because of you. And they rec and they, what's cool is that they recognize the need. And they're allowing me to go nuts. And so it's been kind of an exploration of trying to figure out like, okay, what does, what is the media identity of the Assemblies of God and the other social media accounts I run are adult and Illinois teen challenge, which is a addiction rehabilitation ministry. Mm -hmm. And so creating content for them as well. And so it's been trying to figure out like, okay, what kind of content do we make? And with the Illinois district accounts, if you got on my Instagram right now, you could definitely see influence from like Gary V is probably one of my biggest influences because we do a lot of events where people are talking or doing Q and a sessions and it's either a sermon or a talk on leadership or a training. And I will make content out of those speakers basically giving them a platform but it's it's let it's like yes i'm promoting the individual but it's more promoting our values as like in our events as the illinois district and trying to really my goal with our social media is to help equip our pastors in our state to do what they do better inspire them and encourage them and give them practical training through the talks that I record. Okay. Whether that makes sense. Whether it's long form content or short form content, like equip and inspire them, but then also build community. Be like, right. Hey, 
here's somebody, here's a story of something that's happening across the state to be like, you know what? God's awesome. You know, yeah. or that's awesome. That's cool. So that really means like your guys' content has purpose. You're not just trying to like gain Christian followers, like to right. have followers. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't really, I'm not trying to limit myself here, but I am really creating content specifically for our community. So I don't necessarily envision us creating content that millions of people consume. But if you're a part of our fam- our Team Illinois family, then I want you to be able to turn to our social media content for like, man, I just need some help. Some encouragement. <laughs> yeah, some encouragement. Inspiration. Right. That's really cool. I love that. So like me and Zach met in college. Mm-hmm. And 2012. 2012. Yeah, man. I was just a little... Little short-haired, yeah, beardless. Yeah, kind of like a Q-tip. Dude. Just kind of roaming around Missouri. I, I've, I've told you this before, but you've had the biggest physical transformation <laughs> out of any of my friends. Like It's if you, wild. If you take what you look like right now and put it next to what you look like your freshman year, they don't even look like the same people. Different human being. Yeah. Like, it's it's really weird. <laughs> College is my metamorphosis. Right. I'm a, <laughs> a cocoon. Just a hairy butterfly now. It's wild. So yeah, we lived on the same floor, um, Kraus Second South K two S, tattooed on my back. Um, I love K two S, but I'm not that committed. No, <laughs> to it. I don't know if I love it that much anymore to be on my back. I'll get it removed, but or get a better tattoo. Yeah, just get it covered with a better one. Um, so Zach was the guy on the floor that always had a DSLR. Yeah, and T two I, Canon T two I, baby, and you were filming everything. And making these little like jackass style videos. Yes, that was. It's funny that you say that because that literally was my first inspiration. That's so cool. Because I edited like if you watch clips from that show and watch the videos that I made, particularly my junior year was when I really got into it. My junior and senior year is when I started making those videos. You can see the editing choices that I made. Like it was very much very ass influenced. Yes, very. Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O, like that crew. <laughs> and I don't know why that was my first influence. I think that was kind of how, and this is going to sound so dumb, but that's how I discovered my interest in documentary filmmaking. And it's the most low bar classless thing, but Hey, you know, it, it made me laugh and I was like, Hey, you know what? The guys from college, like we do silly stuff like this. Not it's less extreme, but right. I mean, I'm like, I could totally, you know, as I'm trying to figure out my video making identity, this is, that's where I got my start, man. Yeah. I mean, we, all of us guys on the floor were constantly pranking the other floors. Like right. we would go grab all the vacuums in the hall, <laughs> take them to a certain floor, <laughs> like an enemy floor. We'd plug the vacuums in. They're not turned on yet. Wrap the cables around their door handles, turn them all on at the same time and run back to our floor. And you just hear, the, and then they open the doors and the vacuums fly it's around. It's such a dumb prank and it's so simple, but there is something satisfying. It's about so it. satisfying. I I don't know what it is. Sprinting back to your room at 3 a.m. in your right. underwear, just hearing <laughs> vacuums blazing behind you. Oh, it's man. beautiful. But you started capturing all these videos. And, yeah. and I had always had an interest in video just mm-hmm. because I did it as a kid. Yeah. A little bit in high school. But Same. When I saw you doing it, that's where it really like clicked for me. I was like, dude, when he graduates, like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. And so I asked my parents to get me 
a camera. I got a camera very similar to yours. It was you know what T- it was? It was the T5i. Okay. That was, was my that was my second camera that I retired in 2017. Yeah. So I I jumped into the DSLR world with the T5i. That's cool. And I started filming during your senior year and making videos here and there. Yeah. And then I just I just got so into it. So like during my during my senior year, we did like kind of our own version of the Dundies from Yoke, the office. The Yokies, I remember that. Yeah, the Yokies because we were the the Yokes, and we played like all the videos um, from the year and like gave out awards to people. And there's that was just like that was a the, lot of fun. The addiction began during my time of like seeing you doing filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So you're like. One of the main reasons I feel like I'm doing that's cool. freelance. That's cool to hear. It's crazy. Because I didn't really, like like you, I dabbled with video growing up. I did. I My parents owned a camcorder when I was little. And I had a little crappy di- digital camera in high school. But, I mean, I was never serious or committed about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the summer before my junior year of college what happened that summer was I was an intern with one of the departments in the Illinois Assemblies of God helping out with their summer camps. And I got tapped to do videos for their camps for a couple of the weeks. And I had really no business doing it. It was, <laughs> they were desperate because the professional that they hired dropped out at the last minute. Oh, And so I remember the guy, and it's funny, the guy who was my boss then is my boss now. Oh, weird. And we, we had issues that summer. <laughs> Just I was really immature, and I was kind of a jerk to him. But I remember he walks into the office one day, and he was like, all right, interns, which one of you knows how to make videos? And I'm the only one that raised their <laughs> hands. And I could literally see the look on his face. He's like, of course. <laughs> like, it's him. But... You know, that was really my first thing. Not my the first videos I ever made, but my first videos that I got hired to yeah. make. And then that's when I decided, man, I need to get better. I need yeah. to actually take this seriously. So that's when I went into junior year and I, and I started making the videos of the floor. I was on activities board at Evangel. And I made videos for them. For, oh yeah, yeah the, we made we would make skit videos for our uh, semester variety show, like mm-hmm. SNL style thing. I would make videos for that. I wish and, I would have done that, dude. I that would have been so good. It would have been a lot. It been way like that would have been a jump start on experience. Yeah, but I mean, you got your start eventually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, better better late than never. But yeah, that really making videos that summer. For that camp, that's summer 2013. Activities board at Evangel videos and videos for K2S were my first real videos. Yeah. Like, that's when I was like, you know what? This could be a thing that I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I feel like just watching you do that and, like, seeing your style of editing and shooting, like, the really raw handheld, like, it's a home video, but it kind of looks like The Office right. or Parks and Rec. Like documentary style. Yeah, like super documentary, but still good quality. Like that like captivated me. It was like I'm watching it. I feel like I'm watching a TV show, but it's like me and my friends. Right. <laughs> and it's just these short videos. They're yeah. really goofy and fun. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm still addicted. And then that's like what I want to do with my life. Me too. Like I want to travel to see my friends, travel with my friends mm-hmm. and be alone in my room making these like. <laughs> 
these home videos right. and hopefully make a living on that someday. So we'll and, see, but it and, all started there. Yep. That's all started for me. And then I hit a point after graduation, man, and we could, there's so much that we could talk about that happened to me after graduation, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff happened, but basically I graduated college not having any idea what I wanted to do with my life. I, my first job that I got actually was the main video editor, video shooter for a small Christian TV show. Oh, really? It was like a talk show kind of deal. I had no idea. A lot of people did it because I had that job for like two months. Okay. (laughs) And then, and then we went our separate ways. I'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I was not, cut out for that position really but it was you know good people it was and it's still they're they're still making content but i was just not ready for that role and so i started working part-time at my church doing office work and then i started making videos for them oh yeah and then i remember that and then that led me to doing weddings because i had done a couple weddings before but i wasn't seeking them out until somebody in my and the Assemblies of God church community hired me to do their wedding. And then somebody saw that video and asked me to do their yeah. wedding. And then it just, just started rolling. Yep. And then other churches in our state started seeing me making videos for my church. They hired me out. And then, you know, like what I told her, the Illinois district hired me. And now I'm doing video making full time. Yeah. Which if you would have told me in college that I'd be making videos full time, I would have thought you were nuts because I didn't think I was good. Yeah, it's I I I've had a hard time believing in myself, really. Yeah. Well, like why do my, you why do you think that? Why what held you back from um, believing in your skills? Cuz you were good. Yeah. I mean, I think comparing myself to other people, especially in the evangel communication department. So, everybody thought I was a comm major at evangel, but I was a biblical studies degree and then I had a minor in electronic media and a minor in missions, but particularly in the comm department, it's not mean, it's not in a mean sense, but you know, there's competition. Yeah. Every, because you're taking the same, you're taking a lot of the classes with the same people semester after semester. In a small school too. in In a relatively small school. And so you're constantly kind of being pitted against each other to be like, all right, your project, your big project for this class is to make a five-minute documentary on any topic you want. And you compete for the best grade. And you compete. And they even, in the comm department, they even did do awards. Like, they were called, like, kind of like our little version of the Oscars. Like, <laughs> you know, and so, like, there literally was a competition of sorts. And yeah. so, I would compare my, my uh, camera operating abilities someone else my editing ability my color grading i never even dabbled in color grading until after college and so you know i would see other people's work who were actual film majors and i was just like man like that looks so, so good they're so good and you know they're the kind of people who they're doing stuff that you didn't learn that in college you learn that because you have been you've had experience before or mm-hmm. you've been learning outside of class, which is what you're supposed to do. You know, they're not bad people, but I would see other people's work and be like, man, they're the ones that are going to be the full-time filmmakers. 
full time storytellers. Like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like, so what do you want to do? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you're full time video guy, right? Because it was like, I guess I could go into the ministry, but then you know that would carry over into other areas of my life too. Like, man, he's such a he's a way better preacher than I am. <laughs> he he can lead teenagers way better than I can. You so know, there's always. You could always compare yourself to other people in any degree. I mean, Anything. whether in career and creativity and fitness, like, man, that guy's in way better shape than I am. Mm-hmm. He's way more disciplined than I am. Like I can never look like that Yeah, or lift that much weight, you know? Yeah. And so, but really over the past, really even recently past couple of years, I've been learning to let that go and just be like, you know what? There are people who are better than me and, that's all right. And all and that's okay. <laughs> and you know what? That doesn't cripple me anymore. It compels me. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? If that guy can do it, I can too. Yeah. And so I'm gonna ask him and <laughs> be like, hey, how'd you make your video look like that? Like you, okay, you've been doing filmmaking less than I less than I have, but I think there's multiple ways that you're better than me. And I'm okay with that. And rather than being like, oh, I hate him because there's there's kind of two ways you can respond to people that are better than you. And yeah, is either you hate them or you just feel bad about yourself or both. Mm-hmm. But now I'm trying to turn that into, OK, let's be positive about this. Be like, OK, hey. You know how to make. Your videos look Hollywoodish, you know, based on like the colors and mm-hmm. the light. I'm like, show me, right. <laughs> you know, rather than just being like. Ugh, I hate him. It's like, just ask him. Yeah, <laughs> just be so like, you can like, you can either like, like resent someone or ask for help. Right, and like, and that's that's a pride and humility thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you admitting because it's like you already know that you're not as good as them. So rather than being mad about it, how about you use it as an opportunity to get better yourself? Yeah, totally. And you can, and that applies to so many things, like whether it's your career, your relationship with God, your family life, your romantic relationships, mm-hmm. your fitness, like anything, like rather than getting mad at people who are better than you, ask them for help or yeah. see what they did and do it so you can have those same results. Do you think part of it, like the reason why we might take the resentful option is like we want to like look put together or like look like we don't need help on the outside? Uh, yeah, I think it's part of that, but also it's easier. True, yeah. Like I think most people would rather not do any work to improve themselves and just be like, well, I'll never do that Mm -hmm. because it's easier. Like it's, it's more comfortable to just be like, man, I'll never be as good as they are They're I hate them. They just got lucky. And then you just sit home and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's way easier. It's the, it's the road that too many people take because it's the easy road. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a wild mindset. I feel like I don't really think like that way, but that would that'd be hard to push through that, I think. Mm-hmm. It's but important cuz you can grow so much by just asking questions. By just asking questions or even even if they're not personally helping you, just see, watch what they do. Yeah. You know, totally. just be like, "Okay, I see that they use a certain camera or I see that they have certain equipment." I mean, so many people are making tutorials so many people are posting blogs saying like, hey, here's some tips on how to do this. There's no excuse not to do something. We have so much knowledge at our fingertips. Yeah, I learned I get, everything on YouTube. Right. 
And, and that even kind of goes into, you know, like the whole, I loved our college experience that we had together. I don't regret it at all. And I'm happy to say that I'm debt free, but college is in trouble. Yep. The whole college system is in for a rude awakening within the next 10 to 20 years. I hope so. Because it's the ROI isn't matching anymore. No, it's, it's hurting a lot. of. It's people. a hurting a lot of people. And our, I think our generation, like when we're having kids that are in late high school, we're going to be the first one not to push college. Yeah. We're going to be like, take, take a couple of years, like, get a job right. and like figure out what you like. Cause and, so many of our friends are like in massive debt. Yes. I'm one of them. But it's just, it's crippling to so many people. Yeah. I would not have gone to Evangel because, I mean, I loved Evangel. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Assemblies of God boy through and through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not brainwashed. I mean, I'm not, I don't blindly follow them and I would gladly recognize constructive criticisms of the organization and the denomination. But, I mean, I loved all four years that I was there. I wouldn't take it back for the world, but I would have only done that. I would not have done that had it not been for the scholarships that I had. Yeah. I, I was a home missionary kid because of my dad. He's my dad. While he was alive, he was a f- prison chaplain with the federal prison system. So it's like you work for the federal government and you're a home missionary. So it's like, we're decently financially well off because he works for the government and he's a missionary that doesn't have to raise his own budget yeah. <laughs> because we get off by taxpayers' dollars. But since you are technically a home missionary, you're going to get X amount off of your tuition. That's great. <laughs> and then I had an ACT scholarship. And What'd you get on the ACT? I got a 23. So it wasn't like a crazy high What's score. What's the highest? The highest is like 36. So like my I score, think that's what I got. My score is, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> it seems right. Yeah. Um, but no, 20, I got a 20. No, I think, I okay, I got a 23 the first time. And then I was like, man, I'm going to see if I can get a higher score. So I studied really hard and I got a 24. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be content with that. So that's your level of stupidity. Right. 24. Then, but yeah, basically I got a college education because my dad wanted me to. Yeah. And he was willing to cover it. But if you, and this is what I tell one of my other assignments, going back to like, we all have, I have my identity, my calling, my assignments. One of my assignments is a youth leader. So I view myself as a big brother to these teenagers and I help them with wherever they are on their life journey. Mm-hmm. And I talk to a lot of them about college. They'll, you know, cause I'm a recent college grad to them and they know that I love my college experience because they've heard me talk about it. I've told story. I've, you, I've told a story involving you and the boys in a sermon once. Really? It was the, That's so cool. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure you were involved in this one, but it was when, uh, an RA from another floor whose name I won't mention. <laughs> I already uh, know. He looked like Seth Rogen <laughs> and he did not like our floor. No. And he yelled at you guys for being really loud. And then he went away and then you guys yelled back at him and ran away <laughs> and he got onto the floor and started screaming at us threatening to write us all fines i've told that story in a sermon so like they know that i love college yeah and they'll ask me for my advice i'm like honestly if you may or may not need college 
But if you want to do college, do it. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you need it or not. But have an exit strategy when it comes to student loans. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, okay, let's compare it to any other life experience. Whether it's education, like formal style education, or going on a trip to Europe. I wouldn't want you to do anything unless you could afford it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if you want to buy a Lamborghini, go for it. Do you have the money? Do you have the money? (laughs) Do you want to go to college? Go for it. Do you have the money? Yeah. You need to apply for scholarships like a madman. If you're in, if you're in high school right now and you want you're thinking about college, like whether you don't know if you need it or not, if you want to get like any anything and everything, no matter. I don't care how many essays you have to write. I don't care how many questions you have to answer. Get you're that bread. you're gonna hate it. It's boring. I remember doing that crap, but you need that because you don't want to carry that that student loan debt for the rest of your life. Because when you're in college, it's like. It's like the loan doesn't exist to you. Right. And it's then, not real. And then like the day, six months after you get out and you get that first oh, bill, you're like, that was real? Yep. So it's like for me, I kind of, ah, I feel like I'm so bitter towards Evangel for all the debt. Yeah. And like, oh, a Christian education is uh, like so much more expensive right. than a secular education. And, and look, whatever. I, and I get it. Um, But I mean, it's the system. Yeah. And I guess... Like, I, I, I'm going to say this with love. It's going to sound mean, but it's like <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. No, I did. Yeah, but <laughs> it was like that thing to me where it's like, oh, I'll deal with this when I'm done. But yeah. now I'm an adult and I'm dealing with it and I'm so mad at my, like, my <laughs> young self. Up. I'm like, but, what an I mean, idiot. That's why look, I have hair But look, now. there's hope. You know, like Dave Ramsey, man. I mean, like, listen, hustle hard, save that money, don't buy stupid crap for the next few years and you can get it taken care. Yeah, it'll all work out for sure. It's just, I kind of wish I would have done like one or two years at Evangel and like made those amazing friends because that's the one thing that's like worth it to me. I don't, honestly, the education don't care about it because what I'm doing right now, I didn't learn anything in college except for what I learned from you and YouTube. But I wish I would have like made my friends and then like went to a community college and then just like visited or something. I I know this and... There's something else that I want to add on this. I tweeted, I I went on a a Twitter rant in a polite way. You know, when when I say Twitter rant, I mean like when you make like a big thread about a point. Yeah. I did a thread talking about this topic, like basically answering the question, is college worth it? And like with anything else, I believe college is worth it if you make it worth it. Yeah. So you know what you're getting into. While you're in college... College is more than just the classroom. College is the friends you make on the dorm. Mm-hmm. College is the campus organizations that you do to build work experience, life experience, and you know you do it for fun. Like, okay, activities board. I didn't get paid to do activities board, but I'm doing what I'm doing today because of stuff that I did for activities board. Right. You know, activities board taught me how to work on a team. Activity bo- activities board taught me how to work for a boss that's a really good point activities board taught me was like my first real video project so if you're in college right now and you're like crap how do i make this worth it because maybe you're in college because your parents want you to do it or maybe you're in college because you don't know what to do and you don't want to just work a random job and figure things out yeah while you're there if you're going to go to college 
for whatever reason. Make sure you have a payment strategy. And then while you're there, soak in as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Get involved in on-campus, off-campus opportunities. If you know the general area that you want to work in, start working in it. Whether it's something after class or in between semesters during the summer, uh, start doing projects with your friends on your dorm. Like, you know, start a business while you're in college. Yeah, like, you seriously. know, like start like, okay, this, I remember I had a tough conversation with a teenager once and I love this kid, but he is lazy. Mm-hmm. He's smart, but he's lazy. And that's the worst. That makes me, I would rather someone be dumb and lazy than smart and lazy. Because <laughs> smart and lazy is where you could be doing so much, but Just you're wasting not, it, but you're wasting your potential. And so this kid, he's smart. He's, you know, good looking people like him and he'll literally go to school and then go home and just play Fortnite. All day. <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember he was talking about this after school program that the only reason why he's doing it is because it looks good on a college application. And I, I was telling him, I said, dude, with your grades, any college would accept you. But, if you think that you're going to go to college, like if you go to college and your entire four years is go to class and then go back to your dorm and play Fortnite, you're wasting your money. Don't oh, yeah. go. Seriously. I'm like, you need to be taking advantage of every hour that you're there because, hey, you're paying for it. Make it worth it. Make that investment worth it. And the only way that you make it worth it is by taking advantage. Like actually pay attention in class. Go to class. And not only that, some of my favorite learning moments at Evangel was not only practical work experience, like making videos for the floor, making videos for activities board for churches in the area, like, you know, dabbling in that, but also like just talking to professors after class and just Mm. asking them like my best conversations, best question answer sessions about ministry and life have been me pulling professors aside and be like, Hey, Let's talk about this. Dang, you dude, know? I never did that. You never did that? Not dude, even once. That was, and like, dude, some of my best conversations were, I think of like Dr. Gary Martindale, mm-hmm. Dr. Berg. Uh, we had this missionary in residence, uh, Steve McKnight. Like, you know, I just think of all these different cool conversations I've had with professors. So, I mean, you can make college worth it. Right. But it's, you only make it worth it by what you do with your time there. Yeah. That's cool. So quit playing Fortnite, kids. <laughs> or just do it like significantly less. <laughs> yeah. You also, know? some of my favorite memories ever is playing Halo. Halo. <laughs> but we did it in like with the LAN parties well, with well, like that, 16 and you guys. You did it when there was nothing else to do. Like, yeah. okay, you did it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't the reason we and, woke up. And, well, and also, it wasn't all you did. Right. Because, I mean, you. We were always out. Your doing first something. video jobs were people that you met at Evangel. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say, I, I need to be more thankful because I feel like I utilized my time pretty well just with like my relationships. Like the classroom side, I could have done way, tried way harder, right. put in more effort. But I feel like my social side, like without Evangel and my time in college, I probably would not be freelancing because I wouldn't have made connections with. All these like right. eighteen year old couples right. who are getting married and right. paying me to film them their my, marriage. My first wedding jobs were 
people I met either directly from college or an internship that I got because I was at that college. Yeah. So it's, it's perspective. Yeah. Um, true. Like with anything and you know, it, you get what you put in. That's true. And actually, so there was this one class, my junior year, Andrew and I took the class together mm-hmm. called entrepreneurship. And basically, dude. <laughs> dude, it was so chill. That's prophetic, yeah. It was so chill. And um, the lady who taught was a younger younger lady and mm-hmm. really chill, really cool. And every Wednesday, we would go to this meeting called One Million Cups mm-hmm. in this like Springfield office. And these business owners would present their ideas and basically wow. like try to get investors. It was kind of like Shark Tank That's style. Cool. And we would just like watch and we could like ask questions. Dude, I wish I would have done more business stuff out of angel and that i hesitate to say regret because i don't have regrets i just have mistakes that i learned from yeah um i i probably would have tried to do like a mining business or something Mm -hmm. just because i know i it would i'd probably not be further but i'd be better off considering what i'm doing now like yeah financially not that i'm bad financially but i would have a better understanding yeah of my finances okay i feel that yeah, that was it was a very helpful class and like that was where the idea I conceived the idea of freelance business. Mm-hmm. And I was going to so if we did like we had the entire year built up to this presentation mm-hmm. project where we present our business. And we right. had a business plan and everything. And I was going to call my business from the ground up or something. Okay. But what's weird is like Matt's podcast yeah, the is the ground, ground up show. Sure. But um I like made like a basically like a reel, like a cinematography reel of what I shot that year. It was really terrible. Right. But and then you like spoke on it. But that was like the foundation for what my business actually wow. became. That's cool. Through that class. So I, I need to be more thankful. Yeah. I, I mean, am. It's I yeah. mean, it's easy. Well, you also. Yeah, it's it's easy to be bitter when you're having to pay for it <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and you didn't even and you didn't finish <laughs> but i mean Let's i don't, not I don't, talk about I don't think you're doing bad i don't think yeah you're doing like, it's one of those things where i still want to finish my degree the last semester mm-hmm. but it's like everything i'm doing <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah everything i'm doing right now i love so much right. and i'm doing what i want to do mm-hmm. it's like why would i like sacrifice the thing I would have gone to college for anyway. Right. To redo the college thing. Yeah. I think it would just be a personal accomplishment thing. Yeah. Like it would make you, it would make yourself feel good. And it would make your parents probably be like, Hey, I got a yeah. college degree. That would be the main reason is my parents would be like sick dude. Right. But I can't really let that drive me right now. Right. Well, like, I mean, there's other stuff you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I got like, I'm kind of still at the point where I'm barely making it every month. Right. So it's like, I gotta like pay my rent. Right. <laughs> like I don't. You got bigger, I don't need to be like you got doing bigger priorities. Classes. Let's right talk now. about. Okay, we were talking about wanting to talk about this, so I think we can transition <laughs> into this it. now. Okay. My main assignments are creating content for the Illinois Assemblies of God, wedding filmmaking, and then trying to get into my own personal projects, such as the weekly vlog. I'm trying to get a book written. Yeah, it's very rough. Dude, it's so cool. What are doing you? That so those are like kind of my main four things right now, mm-hmm. creatively and career wise. What? Let's talk about you. You know, okay. let's, let's compare notes and see how my assignments. We can, let's compare notes and see where we are, where we want to go, and see how we can help each other out. Okay. 
my main things that I'm focusing on right now is my freelance business. Mm -hmm. So doing like been mostly music videos and then weddings here and there. Mm -hmm. Any sort of freelance work I'm taking right now. Right. Because I have to. Mm -hmm. Um been there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then um YouTube. YouTube is my absolute favorite thing. Right. So sometimes I'll let it like overshadow my freelance work. Yeah. I'll be like, mm, I'll edit my YouTube video today. Right. But um that's like this like looming giant in my soul that I want to become my life is a full-time YouTuber. Oh yeah. I just want to be a content creator. I basically like my goal is I want to survive on my ideas Yeah. at some point because I feel like I have so many. Mm -hmm. It's just executing and having the time to do it. Right. So I'm at the point now where it's like I'm spending every hour making something, mm -hmm. whether it's for a client or my channel. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I guess my my freelance business, my YouTube channel, so like my I guess social media presence. Right. I don't really want to be like influencer. I don't yeah, I don't want to I don't care about like the fame thing or right. or the likes or whatever. I just Well, you would, can you can make a career if you had only 10,000 subs. You can make a career off those 10,000 people. I think I could. If there are 10,000 true fans who eat up whatever you put out and they watch what you do and they buy your merch. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to have millions of subscribers and millions of views on all your videos to have a successful YouTube career. It helps. Right. Yeah, it does, definitely helps, but you can survive you on a smaller channel. Yes. So, yeah, right now it's you like... Th you can thrive <laughs> on a smaller channel. Yeah. Not just survive. You can thrive if you do if you know what you're doing. And mm -hmm. you're, people, like, people like you. It's strange because I have like 6,000-something subscribers, but I feel like only a few hundred people are like in it. Right. So, I think... Because I think there's a lot of people that like see a tutorial and they're like, cool, I'll subscribe. And whenever there's a tutorial, I might check it out. Right. Um, but there's like a few hundred people out there that are like, okay, I'm going to watch everything. You have I people that you've never met in real life showing up to your band's shows. Yeah, that's weird. And they know you not because they met you at college, not because they discovered your band on Solid State Records. They know of you personally. Because they happen to watch one of your YouTube videos and then they started watching more of your videos and then they're like, oh, he's in a band. Oh, he's playing in my city. I'm going to go see him. Yeah. And that's cool. It is so cool. And you're doing that. So that's the third thing is my band, Earth Groans. Mm -hmm. And the coolest part about the band for me is it gets me to those people. Right. Because I want to meet people that are subscribed to my channel. Like mm -hmm. I want to make videos with them. Right. Feature them. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to just be me the whole time. Right. I want it be a real community so yeah trying to balance all that right now right and we talked about this a little bit i've been talking to you guys on the podcast just trying to be really open and blunt about like what i'm feeling about the band and stuff like that's been the point of like you want to just cannonball into that <laughs> swimming pool i guess so okay but yeah so i've talked about how i've been really uneasy about the band for the last year just because it's been conflicting with like Basically, I've been turning down all these weddings. Yeah. And that's that's tough when that's literally your main source of income. Yes, exactly. So basically, I have now made the decision to prioritize my business and it feels so good. It feels right. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll just kind of see what happens with the band and stuff. I guess. <laughs> like, do you see a day coming when you're not on the band anymore? I don't know. I... It's hard because, like, 
it's still such a like music is such a passion for me specifically playing live music um is so there's a feeling it's there's no other feeling like it for me like than playing in front of people i don't i don't know and it could be a pride thing too right it could totally be like an ego boost Mm -hmm. and maybe and maybe i don't need that yeah i mean i just and this is coming from a friend not somebody who's you know, I, I said this line in a in the last podcast I did for my show where I said, whenever I talk about life and I'm talking about what I'm doing, I'm not speaking as someone who's made it. I'm speaking as from somebody who's on the journey of making it. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so take what I say with a grain of salt. But. You know. You know, deep down that your biggest thing in life that you want to do out of those three things. If you could only do one of them, you'd be a full-time YouTube creator. Yes. And that mindset has implications as to like, what's going to take priority mm-hmm. and what you will naturally want to do. And I'm not saying quit the band and quit freelancing right now, because I think that'd be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you do need to start considering your future in those areas be like okay like okay i remember you talked about this on a podcast where you hesitate to hire out weddings right. to other shooters and because you you don't you you can trust yourself and i dude i get it <laughs> like as someone who's a freelance filmmaker <laughs> i like i've never have hired a second shooter and I've 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 second shot for other people, but I mean, you know, I I get it. But if you want to move from a solopreneur to an actual owner of a production company, mm-hmm. you're going to have to hire. Out. Yeah, you're right. You know, every entrepreneur has dealt with that. Whether you're making freelance films or you're selling protein supplements, <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking of Andy Frisella. Uh, he does a podcast about entrepreneurship. Okay. He's really cool. I, you would probably really like Yeah, it. actually, we'll check it out. Yeah, MFCEO Project. Okay. And it stands for what you think it stands for. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, that's a hurdle that if you if that's something you want to do, then you're going to have to get over yourself. Yeah. You know, your YouTube channel, I mean, there could be a day when, I mean, right now it's built around you so unless you made a youtube channel that was built around a company idea like there's other there's multiple examples of this but the first one that pops in my head is like beam news yeah where it's not one person it's multiple content creators or like buzzfeed or any of that you know that some the person who started buzzfeed you know i don't know who it was i don't know if it was a group of people but somebody was like crap i want to get huge but I can't write all these blog posts and make all these videos by myself. Right. I need to start including other people. Hmm. Yeah. So, or, you know, with you and your band, I mean, maybe there's a day when you're the main guitar player, but you have someone else that tours. Hmm. Yeah. See, I, that's actually what I presented to them Mm -hmm. was like, basically if there's a month where I have like seven things booked, right. I'm going to choose the seven things because that's my well being. Um, it would be different if the band made money. Yeah. Like I, it's just not logical right now. But so. then, 
but then it's the you're caught between a rock and a hard place because mm-hmm. it's like you, we can't make money unless we keep doing shows. Well, I can't keep doing shows because I'm not making money. Yeah. You know, it's like no matter what, like that's true. <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So either way, all this to say, you got to start delegating in one of those three areas. Yeah. If you're going to keep wearing those three hats, you're going to need to share that hat with someone. And that's why I offered, like, I presented the delegation to the band. So basically I said, like, I'll choose the the video gigs over the tours. Mm-hmm. And then basically, like, I'll find someone to to play my parts. Right. Because it's easier for me to find someone to play my parts than to film my wedding. But then at what point... Do they, would they, but then what, what's to keep them from saying, well, why don't we just make this person? Right. And that's, so I also mentioned that and I said, well, I understand like you want somebody who's like fully committed and available at all times. So like, if you guys want to talk about this on your own, right. About just having somebody else, like, I understand that too. Like, because why would you want to pay me? It'd be one thing if you're contributing to the songwriting and I I don't know the dynamics of your band. And I don't, and I want to. You want to contribute to this? Yeah, dude, I, I, I want to write music, but it's just not like an environment where it's, it's not opened up to me. It's not a collaborative environment. Right. And so, but I want it to be right. So that and makes so it even right harder. now. And so the way it's set up right now, you know, it's not, again, I'm speaking ignorantly a little with a little bit of ignorance because I'm not in a band and I'm not a musician at all. Mm-hmm. But if your role in that band is you're you just play guitar that's what my role is yeah um then you're replaceable very <laughs> and that's a conversation that needs to be had yeah definitely. <laughs> and, you know i mean and i get that you love touring you know i love traveling too i don't i travel all around the state of illinois for my job i'm gonna as I keep doing this job, my full-time storytelling gig for the Illinois Assemblies of God, if, as I keep doing that, I'm going to know like every square inch of Illinois. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be able to tell you everything, but then there's going to be like, we're dreaming of the future and like, there's going to be trips all around the country and all around the world for different missions trips that we're taking pastors from Illinois and take them to Israel Yeah, or take them to, we have connections and, Undisclosed Asian countries. <laughs> um, protect the... Keep them safe. Protect the M's as they were. Yeah. Um, but, okay, but all that to say is like, you know, I know you love your band. I know you love traveling. I know that it's the best opportunity to meet your YouTube people and to see your friends. I mean, heck, the most we've... I've hung out... I probably have hung out with you more than any other Evangel friend just beca- because you're on tour of Earthgrounds. Yeah. I've slept in your guys' van. I've, Dude, yes. I've been a, a roadie for the day. <laughs> you oh, know? man. And I love that. But as you keep growing in a certain path, there's things that are going to get let go. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of ties back to what we were talking about, intentional friendships. Yeah. As people start getting married off, start having kids, start settling down. Now, settling down looks different from person to person. Your version of settling down is, I want to be a full-time YouTube creator, and that's my priority. Yeah. And then other people's settling down looks like, I want to be a good husband and father, and the way that I do that is I work a nine-to-five, and then I hang out with them in the evenings and weekends. 
hmm. that's not a bad thing. Right. It's not just different for everyone. It's just, you know, we choose different dreams. And all I ask for people is if you do choose to let something go or go in a different path, make sure that it's both like if if God's calling you to do it, then go do it no matter what. But if it's kind of an iffy with God, like, you know, God hasn't said either or, then make sure it's something that you want to do. Right. You know, or that it's something that, you know, if it's something that, okay, like if you're, I remember I, t- I told this to a teenager. I said, if you get pregnant, God's called you to be a parent. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how do I know if I'm called to be a parent? I'm like, when you have a get, child, when you have a child, I'm like, you don't, you don't get the, now I don't want to get political and like talk about abortion. That's not what this show is. But like, you know, if you have a kid, you're a parent now. You're called to be a parent. Yeah. So raise that kid. Well, that kid gets in the way of my dreams. Make that kid your new dream. Shouldn't have had the kid. You, you, well, <laughs> that kid becomes your new dream. Yep. And don't tell me that you can't find work-life balance when you have all these entrepreneurs that have like five businesses and then they're an awesome dad and an awesome husband. Yeah. You know, don't tell me that it's not possible. Yeah. You know, I get that it's hard. I get that it's a work in progress. But I mean, there's no like so a couple of my dreams. You know, I want to be a husband one day. I want to be a father one day. And but I still want to be a full time storyteller. Yeah, baby. And all those things. You're going to be so good at this. You're just you're right. balanced already. Well, thank you. Um, I'm still figuring it out. You know, my schedule is still jacked up day to day. But <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have a flow. That's tweakable. And I want whatever I'm doing, I want to be all the way there Yeah. at that moment. And I want to be able to show up fully and everything to both pour into the world and provide for my family. Yeah. Dude, I want that too. Like at some point I really want to, like, I really want to get married yeah. to Lauren at some point and Fish, I want to officiate that officiate. Dude, that I, yeah, I think it'd be so cool if you it'd did our so wedding. Fun. Obviously I have to okay, okay that with her and then get married to her. Call her right now. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, let's get her as a guest. But Another difficulty of touring is like me and Lauren have been long distance for six years until this year. Right. And this has been the best That's year crazy. ever. And also like it feels new because we're learning how to date because we've never like done it in person. Date, right. And tour like when I'm here in Nashville for multiple months and then I go on tour for six weeks, it like is such a wedge. Like it makes things really, really tough because I'm the type of person that whatever I'm doing right here in my present space I'm fully invested. So if I'm on tour, I'm with the guys having a great time, playing the show, having a great time. And then I kind of like put her back here Mm -hmm. on the back burner a bit. And I don't know if I can balance that. And I just don't know. Like I kind of think that I can't, I kind of think that I, the way I'm built just sucks at it. And maybe, maybe I'm being too negative. Maybe it's something I just got to suck it up and like get help, get better. Right. Um, it's, it's being committed to working hard and knowing when you need to delegate, you know, so something that to hire another guy to take care of her. Maybe. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> or, you know, have her come along. You know, yeah. And I know that's not an ideal situation. Yeah. That, you know, that wouldn't happen with the guys. And I, but I mean, you know, they're going to start. Also, Lauren wouldn't want to do that. Right. But then, that narrows my options. Right. Down. Well, then either if 
if you don't want to do things one way, then the way that you have left, if you still something you want to do, then suck it up and do it. <laughs> yep. Um, so <laughs> this is an example from my life. So context for your community. I am the son of pastors. I grew up in a pastor's home. My dad, the last 11 years of his life, he was a prison chaplain and he passed away in 2015 and that left me and my mom and my little brother who has special needs. And for people who are curious, uh, his diagnosis is hydrocephalus, which means when he was in my mother's womb, wa- one of the water valves in his brain broke. It either broke or then it even formed. Yeah. But his brain soaked up water like a sponge. And so the doctors see this happening and they're like, hey, your baby's not going to do great. Do you want to abort him now or do you want to wait for him to die naturally? Like that's basically what they told my parents because <laughs> oh they said we can either abort, abort the baby and save the time or we Oof. could go through the, go through the birthing process and then he will starve to death within a week because he's not going to know how to eat. And my parents were like, well, let's give him a chance at life. And then he started breastfeeding, which they didn't think he would do, mm-hmm. but he's a baby and baby's are great at breastfeeding they are we've been doing they'll it. just latch right we've on been, we've been doing it for <laughs> m- multiple generations <laughs> you know humans are really good at <laughs> giving birth and reproducing and nathaniel fell in line with that and so you know nathaniel he is i'm 25 nathaniel's 23 right now and that's something that i'm gonna have to deal with one day is unless nathaniel dies for some reason before me and before my mom, he's going to be in our care for the rest of our life. Yeah. And as I approach career decisions and personal experience decisions and family decisions, I got to keep all those with Nathaniel in mind. And, you know, let's say I do want to, like one of my favorite things to do right now in life is filming camps. Mm -hmm. I love summer camps you know if making youtube videos is your favorite thing making camp videos is my favorite okay that's cool um you know i just love the camp environment it's so much fun you know camp is the best time of year for me it's i just jacked up the mic (laughs) it's all good camp is my christmas and so you know let's say mom's out of the picture for some reason i would need to bring nathaniel with me or I would have to figure out what to do with him. And so I would be willing to pay somebody either out of pocket or with government assistance. The government, uh, we got approved to get a certain amount of money from the government, which it's the Illinois state government. So I, who knows where they're getting it from. <laughs> but you know, like, if you think America, if you've, if, you know, the government in America is shut down right now, if you think that's screwed up, like <laughs> go hang out with Illinois for a little bit and you'll see like how much things suck (laughs) um so but you know we got that little bit of cash like i could pay somebody to help take care of nathaniel and either they both hang out with me at camp or they stay at home right you know i mean if now now granted the this example i'm this is an extreme example i'm going to use but gary v for example he has all these things he wants to do for his business and his family but he realized that fitness and health needed to be a priority. 
And he, on his own, was having trouble eating healthy and working out. So what does he do? He hired a personal trainer that goes with him everywhere. Whoa. That, that makes him work out every day, and he gives him food to eat. That's crazy. Yes. Now, extreme example, Gary V is a multi-billionaire. He can afford that. But that principle of delegating and getting help and shifting things around in order to keep in line with all your priorities that applies to my life and your life as well. Like, okay, you want Lauren to be a priority. You want YouTube to be a priority. You want your spiritual and mental and physical health to be a priority. You want earth groans to be a priority. You want your freelance filmmaking business to be a priority. (laughs) Then you have your parents and your sister and your college friends. You know, you have all these things that you want to do. And I believe you can be, you can show up in all those areas. Now, there's going to be times where you mess up, where you could have been a better boyfriend or better husband one day, where you could have been a better brother, better college friend, better filmmaker. But there's no reason why you can't be who you need to be in all those areas. You just need to figure out a process that works for you and get help when you need it. Yeah. You know, whether that's delegating or <laughs> letting something go yep. or sacrificing like, you know, like, okay, Casey Neistat, he did a video where he talks about his general daily routine where he'll work in the morning, like wake up like between four super and five, early, yeah. super early. And then he's helps Francine, his little girl get the school between seven and eight. He's from the, he's at the office doing vlogging, filmmaking, working meetings, nine to six. And then excuse me, and then six <laughs> on, he's with his family. Yeah. That is personal time. Crazy is his whole hours blocked out. And honestly, I'm going to start doing that. I've thought about it too. You, I need to and, try it for like a week. Right. And, you goes. know, for me, something, so my job, you know, it has me traveling or, you know, my evenings. Like, I'm going to start, like, every day, like, you know, let's, I try to go to bed before 10. And so something that I'm going to start doing before when I go home from this trip, hanging out with you and the boys, is I'm going to end every day with, okay, what are what do I need to do tomorrow? We're going to block out every hour. Hmm. I'm going to wake up at 4. And then from 4 to 5, I'm going to cook my food. From 5 to 6, I'm going to spend time with God and His Word. From 6 to 7, I'm going to go get jacked. <laughs> and then from seven to eight, I'm going to shower. And then from eight to five, I'm going to create the best freaking content for the Illinois Assemblies of God that blows all of our churches in our state and heck, even other districts out of the water. I'm going to make such good content that people go, dang, I wish I hired him before the Illinois district. Dude, <laughs> hell <laughs> you yeah, know? dude. That's um, so awesome. Uh, and then from five to six, I write for an hour. Or, you know, and then six to seven, I work on a freelance project. Then seven to eight, I work on a personal project. You know, things are going to be slow. You know, like I, I miss the days when I only worked at the church two days a week. And then I had the rest of the week to do whatever Mm -hmm. is I got my wedding films done so much quicker, but because I have all these priorities, I need to, unless I delegate time to them, it's not happening. Yeah. That makes sense. And so whether now for me, just because my day to day life is uh, kind of crazy right now, that's what I need to do. You yeah. just need to find your own process that works so you can 
be the best family member, best college bro. I mean, heck, even if it's, you know, like your college friends, you have one weekend a year that you hang out and then maybe every day or every week, like, you know, maybe you like, let's say you have a 10 minute drive to your office. You know, maybe instead of listening to music or a podcast, you FaceTime with someone. Yeah. And just be like, you know what? Take advantage of every minute of every day. Yeah, man, that's so good. You know, I'm just I'm just spouting ideas and rambling. How long have we even been going? We've been going for an hour and twelve. Are you I think. serious? That's yeah. awesome. I think these SD cards have like an hour and twenty minute okay. limit, so Are we got to wrap it. Wrap, wrap it up, man, dude. We could definitely do an episode two while we're still here if you wanted to. I, we might have to. Honestly, <laughs> that'd be really cool because there's a. I feel like there's so, there's our so relationship much we didn't even cover. We are so like our relationship so dense. Right. There's so many things we can. Because I mean, we could talk. We haven't even touched like fitness. We haven't even touched about fitness. We haven't talked, dude. There's something like I want to. Yeah, dude, you're getting. That's kind of just a prequel of episode two. There's my prequel. Yeah. That's kind of like the second and third movie. I'm kind of the prologue. (laughs) You're the whole like narrative. Boom. (laughs) Boom, baby. Um, And then like I also. You know, I told you my favorite fun memory, but my favorite all-time memory of you I haven't touched on. Okay. That'd yeah, be fun to... I'm, and I'm not going to say it Okay, right now. cool. Gonna, we we will do an that, episode two, I guess. Leave it to episode two. It's it's pretty cool. Dude, I'm I want, excited. I want to tell that story. We could also... I also would like to talk about more... Kind of get into more of the nerdy stuff of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Because I could talk about camera gear with you. Because, right. like, it, for instance, we're rocking two GH5s today. Because one is Zach's. Mm-hmm. Both have the Sigma 18 to 35. That gets me excited. And and I, I'll gladly talk gear with you, but you know so much more about gear than I do. <laughs> I'm so, I'm waiting. Okay, like, okay, it. like, this is my experience with gear. I'll be like, hey, what does Zach use? <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I have this problem. I need Purchase. a new monopod. Okay. Doop. And then I'm like, you know, I'll give them, do the Amazon affiliate links. I appreciate you. I'm pretty sure that's what I did. I hope you got that money. I'm sure I did. If you yeah. did any of my links and then bought anything. Well, like I clicked the link and then I added it to my wish list and then I bought it later. So I don't know how that worked. It probably worked because it referred. I'm sure it still referred me. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. If not, I'll. If not, you're a If not, I'll. Uh, the so I'll give plasma this weekend and give you the money. Thank you, dude. Okay. Yeah, you do owe me some plasma. Yeah. I just want the plasma though, not just the money. The, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to kind of like make some meals for the rest of the week and mm. I usually like to put a little plasma in there. No, I get it. So this has been the help me out here podcast. <laughs> dude, thanks for helping me out today. Dude, I feel I like you I don't like, know what I helped you out with, but dude, well you gave oh, like priorities. And well, time yeah, management. you just like basically kind of just screwed me over because I have like so much to think about. Because so. <laughs> you have, I, I told you about the seven areas of your life. I'm that, like, oh, I have seven, like, yeah, and you probably oh. have more. That's just seven that I touched on for real. But no, you gave me so much good to th- stuff to think about, and I'm sure so many other people too. The crunch on. I'm glad you. I'm glad you talked a lot because I feel like a lot of people will be like, "Whoa, this guy's podcast is better than <laughs> than this one." But um, no, thanks, my, dude. My podcast, I'm still trying to figure. I love out what you. To do. I love you too. We have let's see, today is Friday. It is. It's Friday today. We have Saturday and Sunday left to hang. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can squeeze in another do a podcast week. every day. <laughs> dude, we freaking could. could I was kind of wanting to do one with Andrew too, yeah. but we'll see. So thank you guys for watching. Hopefully you uh, found something helpful in this. Um, Love you all so much. Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to Zach's channel. I'll link it. Mm -hmm. And uh, watch some of our content. And you'll you'll probably see a lot of uh, my style pulled from his if you watch his other videos. And if when it comes to I am the most fun on Instagram right now. 
I'll be the first one to say my YouTube podcast presence is still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But if you guys like my personality, then just follow me for that <laughs> and be forgiving and graceful of me as I figure out what exactly my personal project YouTube identity is. Dude, so. thanks for helping us out today. Dude, love you, dude. Love you. See you Peace. later. That was Uh, beautiful. That was a lot of fun.